Ooh, child. Mm -mm. I can't believe it. We are here. We made it. I thought it was not going to go so well. And yet here we are. Yes, I want to say thank you because today is the 100th episode of Wisdom Smack. My name is Michelle Spiva, and you can officially consider me your practical priestess of wisdom. Yes. So as we like to do around here, I want to welcome you to today's podcast. So join me on the flip as we talk about new eyes, old things, (laughs) but different outcomes. I'll see you then. All right, let's get on into it because we got things to do today. And thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, Before I say anything else, let me pause and say, I love doing this. I love sharing with you guys. I love being able to talk to the world, (laughs) it seems. Thank you for all of those people. I'm waving at y'all out there. Estonia and Cameroon and all these other places listening. (laughs) Thank you. And so, yeah. Okay. So I've I've done that, but I really kind of want to get into uh, today's wisdom smack. Um, And let me tell you real quick how it came about. It came about because I was looking at um, a situation that I, I needed to take care of. And have you ever had kind of like something that every time you you try to deal with it you 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 come back and it defeats you one more time and you just be like I don't want to do this now I'm gonna be just honest with y'all uh, it has to do with some organizational stuff that I've got going on um in my in my home in my life and stuff that just it's time it just needs to be done and it's it it's starting to make itself aware that it's taking up and causing some stale energy in my flow. And now that I'm becoming more sensitive and more aware to those types of things, I'm like, you got to go. <laughs> so I was uh, plotting out my my strategy of how I was going to get this done. And this little thing just came to me that this might be old stuff, but you got to have new eyes to have a different outcome. And so as I'm going through this, because now I'm starting to make headway, I was like, yep, I'm going to share that with you guys because this is a sure enough wisdom smack. And I was like, yeah, it is pretty good. And I think it works well for our hundredth time talking together and our hundredth time being together. I'm going to say that being together because I am starting to feel your your uh, presence and it doesn't feel like I'm talking out into a void anymore. And thank you for those people who are starting to reach out and and let me know and give me some feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so let's let me just give you these few little things. I'm, I'm not going to um, try to make it all convoluted or whatever. (laughs) So with regards to this new eyes, old things, different outcomes, I want to talk about each one of those and and just some quick little bullet points uh, to, to try to cover as many situations as possible to help us. All right. So with regards to new eyes and looking at the wisdom smacks of things, this is how I'm approaching it. And maybe this will help you. And or maybe this will ignite a new inspiration within you for you to figure out how do you gain new eyes when you're dealing with old stuff to get a different outcome. 
All right. So with that new eyes, I had to get comfortable with the concept of various. And when I say various, I had to be okay with understanding um, all of the different options, all of the different variations, and all of the different ways that I could accomplish something so that it would fulfill the definition of done for me. And just by doing that, it it took me into a, a different a different way. Um, I was able to contact and and get different help to get this this ball rolling that I had never considered before because I was trying to do it my old way, and my old way only involved one way to get all of it taken care of instead of this new way where it was various, you know, to break down different little parts to get it done. And so, yeah, get comfortable with this whole concept of various and understand that you can do various numerous things uh, to achieve something, you know, get out of the, the thinking that only one action, one way is going to accomplish in everything that you want happening if you're not getting any movement on something, all right? And with that, I want to challenge all of us to continue to, or start, to expand your database of knowledge. A little while back, I talked about two books in different podcasts, but um, today I kind of want to just highlight them again. And those books are, (laughs) the first one is How to Read a Book Like a Professor, like, I mean, how to read literature like a professor. And the second one is how to read a book. And what I took from that when I was going through this, and I'll tell you, you know, this was some different ways of critical thinking, but it worked for me. So what I did was, is um, from that how to read a book like a prof- uh, like a, a literature, how to read literature like a professor, I remember there were three things that he talked about that most professors do. And that was they expand their database of knowledge as much as possible. And the next thing is, is they look for uh, things within their memory when they're encountering something. They look for uh, patterns and they look for symbols. And I used to be like, yeah, okay, but this, it it works. I'm going to tell you, it really works. And so um, when I think about this, going back to the various, I was able to consider the concept of various now because that's what I have been doing. I have been uh, enjoying looking at entertaining and being entertained by various topics, expanding my topics, allowing the curiosity that I have inside to roam a little freer. And because of that, my uh, database of knowledge has expanded. I'm starting to be able to retrieve stuff from my memory and put it together with other things so that I come up with various and new ways to achieve something. And then because of patterns, and I remember I told you, you you start following in the path of wisdom, and wisdom has a way of helping you to see patterns, helping you to disrupt them when you need to, helping you to make the connections and, and connect the dots. And so with that, um, that database that of, of expansion 
gave me opportunity to be able to see more patterns. And then the symbols. Um, the symbols helped to represent com- uh, complete concepts of, you know, do this, don't do that. You don't have to, you know, do whatever. And, and like I said before, it, it's just been um, eye-opening. <laughs> and that's why I was like, oh my God, I have new eyes. Yes new eyes. And so that leads me to the next one. And that is to update your perception and your perspective to see more angles. And I'm now looking at the fact that if I only entertain something from one angle, one facet, one aspect, nine times out of 10, I am not getting even the whole picture. I'm, I might be getting a lie. I might be getting something that's tainted to make me believe one thing when that's not the case. Uh, have you ever looked at something and you um, uh, made a decision based on what you have observed that it was going to be difficult or or whatever? It's kind of like you judge the book by its cover, right? You had a bias or, uh, or even a prejudice about something only to discover that when you interacted with it, it was a totally different experience, totally different, whatever. Right. And so because of that, I am now in this determined and conscious effort to fine tune my observational skills. You know, I, I know that not every person, including me, we're, we're probably never going to be on the level of the, the fictitious Sherlock Holmes where his observational skills uh, have sharpened his almost preternatural uh, ability to deduce you know, and to come up with brilliant um, explanations to solve stuff. But I can tell you, each and every one of us can start looking at turning uh, the notch up on our observation skills. Now, I think I, I know I did. I've told you guys, like when I was growing up, how my mom would, you never knew when she was going to ask, but she'd be like, you know, how many how many photos were on the uh, wall in the hallway or what color is X, Y, and Z, or what did I wear yesterday? And so she was always doing those types of things. And uh, she said, she said she did it to keep our minds sharp, but it was also in a way, a way to keep our observational skills on par. And what I have found is when you consciously work on increasing your observational skills, it doesn't just stop at your eyes. It illuminates your entire body. Your senses become more in tune with things. You become able to decipher more stuff, put, make more connections, and yes, you guessed it, develop new eyes. Okay, and so with that, the next thing is, is I want to talk about old things because if you can't Go back and refine, redefine, and uh, reanalyze and respect the old stuff in your life that that needs to be taken care of. What's the use? So now the reason why I, I'm talking about old things here is because um, a lot of us knowingly and un- unknowingly are ca- uh, carrying old baggage, old energy, old stale stuff that keeps us from being able to move freely and move forward or move, move period. And it's kind of like we have these ghosts hanging around us that are sucking and evaporating the life out of us. And we can't understand what's wrong. Why do I feel so sluggish? Why do I feel like I can't get anything done? Why does it take me 
four times as long to do what I used to could do in half the time. And if you find that you have those types of um, scenarios or situations around you, it might be that you have some old things that you need to resolve. Uh, I like to call it unfinished business. And when I say the word things, it might not be a thing. It might be a person. It might be an idea, a concept, a belief or whatever. But I'm going to say that it is important that if something flashes, even now when I'm talking or when you go on about the rest of your day or in a few days, if something flashes that, yeah, I need to take care of that or, yeah, I need to finally do X, Y or Z or whatever it is, take that as wisdom calling you from the streets, calling you at the head of the market and in the front gates and saying, come with me, you simpleton, and I will show you. I will bestow my gifts on you, you know, and you will be able to enjoy the spoils of a wise person because you are willing to do what it takes to break up that hardened, compacted uh, staleness and uh, free yourself. All right, so with the with the old things, one of the things that I have been doing for a while and I wanted to share with you guys is you got to be willing and not only willing, you have to just go on and do it. Knock down old sacred cows. Now for me, my sacred cows used to be um, belief systems. I would go through and evaluate. And, and when I talk about belief systems, I'm talking about things that I believe, biases, prejudices, uh, perceptions, perspectives, um, understandings. You know, I will go back and I will spruce up going back and uh, looking at definitions to make sure that my understanding of the word hasn't drifted away from the newness of it. Like for instance, there's this word and I I, I, uh, I wasn't planning on speaking um, about it, but there's this word that um, I had found that I was using and I knew uh, the definition, but I was like, how in the world did I get to the point where I am using this word incorrectly? And I came to find out that I was using the, the uh, word incorrectly because um, I had gotten lazy and I was uh, letting the word, um, uh, letting the word, how can I say it? Letting letting the word uh, dictate to me what it meant based on what it sounded like, okay? And so the word is nonplus, nonplussed. You know, I'm not non, you know, I'm just nonplussed or whatever. And I was like, I'm using this word like it is, um, I'm not bothered with it. And that's not the definition. The definition of that word means to be utterly or completely puzzled. It means to be per, uh, perplexed. So nonplussed does not mean chill. Nonplussed means I'm freaking confused. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's a shame because that is an old thing. It's, it's something that, like I said, I knew, but I, I let it slip. And it's the little stuff like that that you can take and totally revamp your life. Now, that I, like I said, I wasn't planning on talking about that one, but it was just something that I had to laugh at the other day when I caught myself writing. And I was like, you are using that incorrectly. <laughs> and so knocking over those sacred cows. The next thing is, is 
And this one is a little hard because uh, this is what I'm having to do right now. So y'all, I'm being vulnerable. And that is you got to be willing to attack the things that make you scared and afraid. Now, it doesn't make it doesn't mean that you're going to understand why you're scared and afraid. So don't don't try to handle that part right now. That might be something that you can deal with later after you have gotten the victory over something. But stop allowing boogie people to live in your domain without paying rent. Let it go. Get them out. Usher them away. And then the next one when you're considering these old things, old people, old relationships, old thoughts, beliefs, whatever, is to rethink, reconsider, reconsider and redefine your understanding of a matter and yourself. Remember the word that I had gotten lazy with and was now using in the in the using it incorrectly, incorrectly. Y'all, let me slow down. I'm talking crazy. <laughs> I'm stumbling over my words here. But rethinking them, going back and refining them, reconsidering them, respecting them actually, of whatever it is, something about yourself or something about the matter at hand that you're trying to tackle to get this new energy, to break up some stuff, to regain your momentum, to stop having this dead energetic weight weighing you down. And with that, Take the training wheels off of your imagination. I write creatively, imaginatively for a living. I write fantasy, sci-fi, romance. I, I write adventure. And I had to be like, oh my God, I have been stifling myself. I have been putting a back drag uh, parachute on myself when I run to slow myself down. And I don't know when I picked it up, but I did. And so I had to take that off of my imagination and reacquaint myself with that part of myself. And thus, I had to evoke, meaning I had to call forth or call to me all of those fanciful memories I had as a, as a kid and earlier in my life where I was able to... Uh, have a great time and do crazy stuff, you know, and to be able to regain the power of play and the ability and the freedom to explore without boundaries. You know, I don't know where that that fear of falling off the cliff into my uh, imagination came from. And so I had to Get rid of it like you slough off old skin and, and evoked those memories to come back to me and lovingly embrace them. You know, so I had to do that. And because of that, I'm going to just say this part, that when you start dealing with old stuff, old things, there is a compacted energy. And when you start breaking it up, it seems like you open up the the doors to the storage and you let the new air in but you also wrestle up a lot of dust um a, a lot of stuff that that triggers you uh triggers your emotional allergies where you are in uh you're discordant with that atmosphere it all wants you to say close the door go get back out of here don't mess with us. And so, yes, there is going to be a little pushback psychically, energetically, or whatever. Heck, it might be where you try to make sure that you uh, finish old things and it involves a person and they don't want to go there with you. 
And I talked about another book called Why Won't You Apologize? And in that book, she lovingly tells people that, hey, if you are either trying to get an apology or trying to apologize to someone, you got to be okay with it not happening with them. You got to be okay with forgiving yourself and making your apology from yourself um, because to to do so with the other person might re-trigger them. And I thought that was brilliant um, because dealing with these old things, I just want to make sure I say this, that this is about you. This is not about other people. This is not about getting them told. This is this is not about, quote unquote, snatching my power back, you know, at any given time. And this is something that uh, is a holdover from my therapy days. At any given time, you have the power to take take back your life. You know, you have to look at things. If you catch yourself saying, well, they made me do this or it was because of them, I feel this. No, you at any given time can take back your power and say that stops right now, you know. Shake the dust off, forgive yourself. And now that you know better, do better. But when you deal with these old things, be willing to rethink, reconsider, redefine your understanding of a matter or yourself. And when you take those training wheels off and when you allow yourself to play and explore and shake up some stuff, if if it involves somebody else, be okay with them not necessarily wanting to to drudge up old old memories, they might that might not be a part of their walk. That might not be a part of their ministry. So be okay with it. We're just doing it on your own. And then this is the part that I'm I'm excited about because exploring it and and actually seeing it come to fruition in this in these areas that I'm working on right now. This is what makes me excited to share it with you. You can actually have out different outcomes that sometime you have successfully orchestrated or sometimes they just show up and they they become these wonderful gifts. And so in order to do that, what I found out that I did to help me have the different outcomes that excited me and reinvigorated me, I allowed myself to rub up against challenging voices, opinions, and ideas that swept me away in their passion and their forceful current And then, and this is the part, and then I was willing to find my way back to a place where I'm okay. Um, I have, uh, I I, I think this is, I think this is maybe a lot of people, I'm not going to say universal, but I have two specific, (laughs) don't judge me, y'all, don't you dare judge me, but I have two specific uh, personality uh, types that just rub me the wrong way. When I see them coming, I am like, I am not here for it. I just, just don't talk to me. Don't, don't. And it, it might very well be that I don't like them because maybe they have some parts in them that are, that remind me of me, my shadow side, possibly, maybe, yeah, probably. But I still know those personalities real well. And because of that, I'm just like, uh, uh-uh, I don't want to hear you shut, shut up, whatever. And so they rubbed me the wrong way. And so when I was looking at, I want different outcomes and I uh, want to challenge myself. Now, I will say this. What I was trying to get done did not involve any person per se, but because I was getting great outcomes, I did say, you know what? 
I'm going to expand. Like I said, I'm going to expand my ability to have different outcomes on myriad of things. And so I um, purposefully put myself in a situation with a particular person who just, they just rubbed me the wrong way. And like I said, I allowed myself to rub up against that challenging voice, their boisterous opinions and their ideas that I was just like, how can you think that way? But I put that to the side. I suspended those um, those those uh, boundaries and protections and I allowed them to sweep me away with their explanations and their passions and and all of that. And then went once I had you know a chance to um, steal away, if you will, I found my way back. And you know what I found? I found that now because I had been willing to swim in their lagoon of what made them happy, I had now, you guessed it, expanded my database of knowledge. And now I'm able to see differently through the lens of how they look at life. And it's not so bad. It's it, it's now it, it wasn't where um, we had different opinions about stuff. No, it wasn't that it was just character traits. And uh, but but going into their world was was something because I mean I'm not interested in what this particular person is interested in, but it was interesting in how passionate they are about it. And to uh take that little flight of fancy with them um was a little contagious that now I can say, oh, okay, I understand you a little bit better and I can appreciate what you want to talk about all the time without stopping over-talking people, not having a good conversation mix where you just make folks go back to what you were saying. But hey, I'm growing, y'all. I'm growing. All right. And so the next thing is, is making room for the unexpected. See, that was the part that I found that I was fearful of, of these new outcomes, of being able to, to go back with new eyes, to see old things, to get different outcomes. I had to finally admit it. I was afraid of the unexpected. And one of the things that I talked about earlier of being able to attack these things that make you scared and afraid, it directly comes to this because you're going to get um, unexpected outcomes. Unexpected things are going to show up or come out of the darkness and out of the crevices and the cracks of what where you've been hiding them. And you gotta be you, you gotta make room for it. And you notice I didn't say accept them. I said just make room for them because some of the stuff is still not gonna ever sit well with you when you go shaking up stuff that has been settled and buried in the back of your mind or your psychic closet or whatever you want for, for so long, but just be ready to make room for the unexpected. And the next thing is, is I want you to embrace and appreciate the less traveled path that you need to take to work through some stuff, to get a different outcome. You cannot continue to do the stuff that you're comfortable with only as a way of handling your things. That's why it's not handled. That's why you're having all of these, um, uh, roadblocks. So what did they say? The mind that made this problem is not the mind that's going to solve it. So you have to be willing to appreciate the less travel path. And because of that, entertain different explanations and sit with them until you can appreciate their arguments. You know, it's hard sometimes uh, just even looking at a different argument that doesn't paint you as the hero. For me, some of this crap is because I wasn't the hero. 
I flaked out and I now can di- directly draw a dotted line to specific things that I didn't do and that I did um, that caused this thing to get out of hand. Let me just let me just say just to get out of hand. But because I was now dealing with the ability to move past my fears and look at um, the different ways of um, various ways, I should say, various ways of doing stuff that opened up the internal dialogue and it opened up my new eyes to be able to see these different explanations and sit with them. And that was the thing I had to sit with them. I had to meditate on them so that I could appreciate it and not bat it down as, oh, no, no, that's not it. That's not me. That's not true. You know, because we really don't want to look at our shadow size, that side that everybody else can see behind us, but we can't, that looms larger (laughs) than we are. You know, those boogeymen, those, those boogie people in the corner, in the classes and all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, with these different outcomes, I am now understanding that we have to return if we were already there or we have to become adventurers. We have to be ready to enjoy the ride of our life and where it takes us. And the thing that I like about this approach and the way wisdom is handling this is with new eyes, it's not necessarily going down memory lane. And that's what I was used to, you know, going and dealing with stuff and going back down a memory lane. Nope. When you have new eyes, you really have new eyes and you thus see everything differently. And so it's a new adventure. And like I said before, it's un- sometimes it's unexpected. Sometimes it takes you a moment to process what's happening and what you're learning about yourself, about others, about situations. Um, and it, it sometimes will make it where you have to tip over every sacred cow and you have to embrace the you, warts and all, to be able to make it happen. And so as I'm closing it down, I just want to tell you that you have everything in you right now to completely overhaul all the areas of your life that you quickly turn away from because you know that they need to be taken care of, but you can't seem to figure them out. And so I want to leave you with this today. You can have new eyes on old things to come out with the different outcomes that you decide. And it all starts with getting comfortable with the concept of various figuring out how to knock over those sacred cows and rubbing up against challenges, challenging voices, and becoming an adventurer. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, 
Please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.